0: hello 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 welcome back to another episode of this lonely bitch i'm your host the best lonely bitch ava reporting live from Antalya, turkey i'm still here are you surprised that's cute Uh, so I know I said that, um, this guy is not ready for a relationship and I know that he's not ready for a relationship and I'm going to be an adult about it and decide on my own to not be responsive to this person because obviously we don't want the same things right now. Okay. I know I said that and I meant it totally meant it. And I was really proud of myself. Because, wow, how mature. So mature. Um, But I went back on that, and I saw him again. It was all very chaste. Not that it's any of your business, but it was all very chaste. I like him. I like this person. We did, um, we played this game called, it's not a game, you know, the... In, in like 2014 the New York Times published an article about the 36 questions to make you fall in love and it was everywhere and at least in New York, it was all over New York um, and I, like, all over the states so we did this at the hospital with a group of people and we got up to the 8th question we skipped one of them and I saw this guy the next night and he and I did the questions and we got to like 15 and it was nice it's a really nice way to get to know someone it's a really nice way to get to know someone and I think it's okay to continue to get to know someone when you like them even if it may not actually go anywhere. I also think it's important for me to meet someone traveling and not just <laughs> jump into like a travel romance with them. Even if they're really fun and I like them a lot the romance and the person because I do want something else so I should probably make an effort to behave differently do you like this construction sound? it's Saturday it's Saturday why is this happening? I am working up, honestly, I mean, I want to tell you about, you know, the gentleman who inspired this entire podcast, but I don't think I'm ready to talk about it, which is kind of weird. I'm surprised. You know, have you ever done the 36 questions? The answers, my answers surprised me. And having answered them two days in a row, like a couple of them at least, you know, the answers continued to surprise me because some of my answers changed after having more time to think about them or another time to think about them. Mm. Some say the same things I didn't really care about. You want to hear about this guy in Malta? I just feel like it was faded because I wasn't supposed to go to Malta. And I happened to meet someone who invited me to Malta. And even though I was invited to stay in their home, I booked a hotel. I booked it in the wrong neighborhood because Malta is really small. I didn't realize it would be difficult, somewhat difficult, it's really not at all. But apparently I was relatively far from my host. Mm. But I met this guy on a deserted beach in Marsascala technically salt flats salt pans ancient salt pans along the beach you know they carve like shallow dips into the rock because the the coast is rocky huge swaths of rock so they carve you know these shallow pans kind of like a cookie sheet into the rock. And so when the water washes up, the sea, the seawater washes up, it leaves traces of salt. Leaves it leaves the seawater and then it dries in the sun. Which is why it's shallow. And then you collect salt. So that's the deal. And um, I wanted to go look at the Zonkor salt pans that day. And I also wanted to sit And take in some sun. Maybe go for a swim. And uh, I found what looked like an empty spot. Hmm. And I ambled over some rocks to get there. And didn't realize that those rocks over which I ambled were obscuring some of the view. So when I got to the other side, I saw that there was a guy sitting there by himself. And he heard me coming. He got up. He turned around. And I nervously and disappointedly just said hi. And he nodded at me. He was local. He lived there. I could tell right away. Um, when you travel a bit, you have a good sense for who's local and who isn't. He was definitely local. And I found it really strange that he was alone alone. Uh, because, as far as i'd seen, local people usually hang out with other fr- with their friends all the time. Um, expats you 'll see by themselves, but people who are from Malta usually have a friend or two with them at all times. So I went to another spot nearby not too not too close. I wanted to give him his space. it wasn't as nice but at least he and I both had our space and I did not have to go to like a really ugly part of the beach not that there is such a thing but I didn't have to go too far away I was supposed to meet a guy from couch surfing who was age appropriate and handsome so I was also just waiting for him couch surfing guy Okay, so the guy that was at the beach was young. I could tell he was younger than me. I thought he was very cute. He was smoking cigarettes. Um, have I mentioned this on the podcast yet? In New York, one thing I like to do is go up to cute guys who are smoking cigarettes and bum a cigarette. I didn't even care about the cigarette. I just want to flirt with the guy. And, like, I never even talk to him. I just, I just want the little thrill. And sometimes they realize that... I'm only asking them because they're cute and they get a little thrill. It's a fun moment for everyone. And really disappointing when a guy doesn't realize you're flirting with him. You know? He doesn't realize you chose him. He's really sorry for that guy. I wonder what his life must be like. Um, But I wanted to do that because I had finished my cigarettes and I hadn't purchased another pack of cigarettes because I was quitting smoking. So I was like, oh... I could ask him for a cigarette and he's cute then I was like no, he's too young you want a serious relationship you want to have children you want a husband this is a boy do not approach this boy even though he keeps looking over at you and he's very curious about you and you too are curious about him no, don't do it do not do it don't do it I waited like an hour. And then he started to pack up to leave. (laughs) He started to pack up his things to leave. And alarm bells went off in my head. Like, go talk to him right this second. Go talk to him right this second. And I'm really conflicted because why... There are very few instances in my life where I've been given, like, go fucking do this now. Go get off your ass and go do this shit right now. I I don't even need a full hand for that to count the amount of times that's happened. So I was like, no, I'm not going to talk to this guy. But then I had this really strong urge to go. So I went over to him and I asked him for a cigarette. And he obliged, of course. So, I struck up a conversation with him. What's your name? Where are you from? You live here. Blah, blah, blah. Yeah. And then the other guy showed up. He was from Spain. The couchsurfing guy. And he was very handsome, age-appropriate, very polite. English, not great. The younger guy fluent in English. Uh, because in Malta, M- uh, English is one of the national languages of Malta. They speak Maltese, they speak English. Anyway, <laughs> the, um, the couch surfing guy, <laughs> the couchsurfing guy brought up age because he knew that I liked the younger guy and um, he was totally trying to cock block. <laughs> it was honestly, it was kind of funny. He, he like let him know. So the couch surfing guy was 41. I was 38 at the time. I thought this kid was twenty six, he was thirty. He's like I'm thirty which is okay. <laughs> it's okay. He just turned thirty. Um Yeah. So, <laughs> so I um I saw that guy every day after that and then I went to Gozo, this other island. I spent a week alone in Gozo, I talked to him every day while I was there, just as friends. And then he came to Gozo for a long weekend. So I was only supposed to be in Gozo for a week, I extended for a long weekend, he came to join me and then I went back to Malta with him and stayed with him in his beautiful apartment. In three cities which is also incredibly pretty and I had a great time I had a really great time really great time we went back to that beach a couple of times we went to the beach a lot in Gozo great time drank lots of uh, Falangina it's a white Italian wine lots of Falangina very nice had breakfast together almost every morning I don't know, it was all very nice it was all very nice but he's 30 he hasn't been around the world like I have he hasn't seen a lot of things like I have and you know he wants that And I think it's just not, you know, it just wasn't the right thing. Um, Yeah. I could go into detail. I could go into great detail and speak to you at length about that month. But it's kind of bumming me out to think about it. It was really great. was great I thought I thought I had a boyfriend when I went to Zagreb and I didn't (laughs) I did not um I did not but he was amazing you know he was really amazing about like my dad I was able to talk to him a lot about my feelings about losing my dad and all of this regret that was surfacing um And he was amazing about it. Just amazing. Really supportive. He's taller than I am, you know. And I'd be, like, crying. He would, like, like a spider kind of wrap me inside of him. His arms and his legs just pull me all the way inside of him, you know. Really nice guy. Really nice guy. Handsome. Good taste in wine. Not great taste in food, I will say that. (laughs) Um, Great taste in music, film. Similar tastes, I should say. Laughed at all my jokes. (laughs) Didn't think I talked too much. I got really drunk one night in Gozo. So, there was a wine festival. Okay, so this guy um, lives in Malta, but his family is Sicilian. So he loves wine. And there's this wine festival that was being advertised all over the center of um, this town, Victoria. And, you know, I had a passing interest in the wine festival. He was dedicated to the idea of the wine festival. So we go. It's in this little town just outside of Victoria, which is, like, the main town in Gozo. Gozo's tiny. Everyone knows each other. So it was, like, the whole island was there for this wine festival. And it was Maltese wine. You paid, like, five euros. And you got to try more wine than anyone should drink in a night. Um, there was a live band. The band was great. The square was crowded. It was packed with people. They were selling food, we were smoking cigarettes, drinking wine, it was dark, it was a little humid, um, we were dancing, and then at some point he kissed me, oh, there were so many times where I could tell he wanted to kiss me, and I was like, wanting to kiss him too, I was like, nope, you gotta wait, wait for him to kiss you. It was very difficult for me to exercise patience. But I waited. And he kissed me in the middle of the square while we were dancing, drinking wine, listening to this live band doing covers of American songs and some Maltese music. It was very romantic. And then we danced and we kissed a bunch. And then... And smoked a bunch of cigarettes. And I don't know what happened. I think maybe it was like the combination of the sun in Malta. It was June. May like late May June. So it was getting pretty hot. And the sun is very strong there. It took me it took me a while to adjust. The sun is very strong, and we had been going to the beach, and then we'd been going to dinner at night and splitting bottles of Falangina and having beers in the day just kind of just like being on vacation you know and um, I think it all finally caught up to me there's a puppy laying down and we sat down beside it like on a statue thing and I went to pet the puppy and then when I went to sit back down I was like out I was gone (laughs) I was like, I was, I was totally gone. And he calls an Uber or Lyft, whatever it was. We get in the car. He's like, please like pretend, pretend that you're sober. The guy can obviously that I'm the, like what we get in the car and I immediately just like put my head in his lap and the driver's like, okay, we're going to roll down all the windows and I will drive very slowly. <laughs> uh, so then... I don't know what he was thinking. He's, like, paranoid. He, has, he doesn't want the driver to know where we're staying. <laughs> so he has the driver drop us off. He said that he would have had the driver drop us off, like, 10 minutes away normally. But he has the driver. Then he, like, common sense gets a hold of him. And he has the driver drop us off, like, two blocks away from where we were staying, which is still too far, you know? And then as we're walking, like, oh, I'm not going to make it. I'm not going to make it. <laughs> because I needed to throw up. And he was begging me. He's like, please, please. We are almost there. Please, please. And then at some point I just squatted and threw up. Then we get back to our little hotel room. (laughs) It's the shittiest hotel room. Honestly, it was really bad. And, you know, we have like an ensuite toilet, but it's like an accordion. (laughs) I didn't know that. It was like an accordion. It was bad. It was bad. So I'm there in the toilet and I refuse to leave the toilet. I'm like literally hugging the toilet and he's trying <laughs> hes trying to get me off the toilet and put me in bed. I'm refusing and I'm just yelling at him because I was really drunk. I don't know this guy. I just met this guy, you know? So I'm wasted and yelling at him and he's trying to trick me to get me to let go of the toilet so that, I, so that he could put me in bed. And he's like, I have to use the bathroom. And I'm like, you can pee in the shower. And he's like, I'm not going to pee in the shower. You can pee in the garden. There's like a garden, like a terrace thing, kind of like a garden. He's like, I'm not going to do that. And then he finally, I don't know what he did. He like, he did something and he grabbed both my arms and then dragged me and put me in bed. And we, so we booked a room that had two twin beds. Like two well, two beds, and they happened to be twin beds. It was the only thing available last minute, under like a hundred dollars. So, so we each had a twin bed, and I was like, Come sleep with me in my bed. He's <laughs> like, This is really uncomfortable. So, he tries to like share the bed with me. He's like, I can't do this. It's really uncomfortable, and I probably smelled bad too because I've been vomiting and hugging the toilet. Anyway, the next day I felt terrible. I felt bad for him for having to take care of me. Um, And then it was fine. It was fine. I would say he took very good care of me. And I think I really needed someone to just take care of me. And I think, on some level, he knew that I needed... (sighs) He knew I needed to be taken good care of. And so he offered himself up as, up as tribute yeah I guess uh, that's it I'm not gonna tell you his name because Malta is so small if you sit on a street corner you could just call out his name and you'd find him but that's the story that's the whole story and I guess that's it for this episode I think that's going to be the season finale um, I got to get out of here I'm pretty serious about getting out of here now <laughs> I was a little lackadaisical about it before I'll be honest but it's it's go time So, I should be in another place, like for real, next time you hear from me. Okay. With all my heart, thank you for being here. And as Vicky would say, ciao for now.